Single parenting isn't easy. We understand. Most parents don't plan to go it alone, but you can still make the most of this journey for your children and yourself. In fact, if you and your family are on that journey, this podcast is for you. Welcome to the Single Parent Advocate Community and to our podcast. And here are your hosts, single parent founder, Stacey Poitras, broadcast journalist, single dad and friend, Daryl Moody. Hello, everyone. Welcome once again to the Single Parent Advocate Podcast. I am your host, Daryl Moody, joining you once again from my studios, uh, home studios here in Orlando, Florida. Stacy, the Single Parent Advocate, she is in those beautiful uh, SPA studios there at the Venture X Louisville, the, uh, Louisville, the fine folks there at the Realm at Castle Hills. Want to special uh, say a special thank you to them. Uh, our guest this week is the CEO of Gab Wireless. His name is Nate Randall. We're going to talk to him in a minute, but uh, first. Stacy, bring us up to date with Single Parent Advocate. What have you been working on this week? This week, we solidified our distribution location for our Christmas outreach, which is going to be Faith for Life Church in the Farmers Branch area of Dallas-Fort Worth, which is super awesome because they came alongside of us with Matthew 6 Ministries for back to school when we distributed all of the backpacks this last summer. So now we're going to go back to Faith for Life Church. That's where we're going to distribute on December the 18th. Families will come and we will bless them with Christmas gifts and holiday resources, meals and things. And so I'm really glad to have gotten that that locked down. And uh, we also are putting together Home for the Holidays boxes. It's our goal to bring Christmas to life in the homes of our families, especially right now. Single parents, as you know, are uh, isolated a lot of times either because of their time or their resources. And so we want to make sure Christmas is alive, not just for when they come and get uh, what we're able to provide for them for Christmas. We want them to take something home and play games and do crafts and have hot chocolate and apple cider and all the all the things that can make the time at home with our kids a lot more uh, enjoyable. So. Awesome. And and you just received a pretty big financial boost from Gab Wireless. We'll get into that in a minute, but I feel like I stepped on you. Was there anything else you wanted to mention? Nope, that's good. And and that's what the details that we have so far. There is another group coming alongside of uh, Gab Wireless, and they're called Matthew Six Ministries. And they're powered by Home Expo here in the Dallas-Fort Worth market. And so uh, Home Expo will be giving us the muscle we need to move everything around, as well as, uh, you know, hands-on help with volunteerism and things like that. So really, it's all coming together really, really great. And I'm super uh, humbled and and pumped for the smiles we're going to see on these kids' faces. Honestly, it's going to be exciting. It is exciting. Good stuff. And I can't wait to learn those details as we get closer to Christmas. So let's jump in with our, our guest, uh, Nate Randall of Gab Wireless. Now, Nate, I understand, you, you know, all of our guests, when we bring them on here, we always ask them, tell us your, your single parenting story. And, and you're not a single parent yourself, but you were raised by a single parent. Tell us that story. Yeah, thanks for asking, Daryl. Uh, so my parents divorced when I was five, and my mom was left on her own to raise my little sister and I. So she was single for a couple of years, and then she got remarried um, to my stepdad, who's every bit my dad now, uh, Steve, and they had a child together. So I have a, a full little sister and a half-brother. And uh, two years, two and a half years into their marriage, 
my parents were building a house together and uh, my mom got in a car accident and passed away. So by the age of nine, I'd, I'd lost my biological dad to a divorce who I didn't have a relationship with anymore and, and my biological mom to a car accident. And I was left living with my stepdad who I'd only known for a couple of years. He's, he's now my hero and uh, grew up in his home up through high school when I left to college. So I had a, a kind of a, a, a double single parent situation first with my mom and then with my stepdad. You know, they say, you know, there's a, there's a difference between being a father and a dad, and you don't have to necessarily be a biological father to be a dad. So, uh, you know, what were some of the challenges growing up? You said you, you'd only known your, your stepdad for a couple of years, and now you find yourself with him as the, as the lone parent. Uh, how did you navigate that? It wasn't easy. It, it was really, really hard at times. I'll, I'll share that uh, my grandparents, my, my mom's parents, offered to take us kids. They went to uh, my stepdad, my mom's second husband, and said, you've only been married to our daughter a couple of years. We just lost her in a car accident. If you would like us to take the kids, you can visit whenever you'd like. You can spend as much time with them as you want, but we would be more than happy to take the kids so that you can move on with your life and your career. And he said, absolutely not. I love your daughter. I love my wife. I'm going to raise these kids. And and do whatever I have to do to take care of him. And so from that point on, he went from a stepdad to a full-time caring hero dad. And he adopted uh, my sister and I. He had, he had his, his child with my mom, my little brother, but he adopted my sister and I, and, and we are family. He never got remarried, still is not remarried to this day, but has been the perfect figure of a dad who dedicated his life to taking care of us. Uh, once you reached adolescence, I mean, you know, you, you think of the, the the terrible scenario of a, you know, trying to discipline a child and, you, you know, you're not my dad, you're not my real dad. Uh, you know, how did that go as far as adolescence, becoming a teen, that sort of thing? We had those moments. We had, I had plenty of those moments with my dad. I cared about sports and he cared about grades. So I, I played football, baseball, and basketball, and I, I would have what I thought was an amazing football game with a couple of touchdowns, and I'd come home and tell him, and he'd say, that's great, but you got to be in math. Now, what he was doing is a little bit of tough love to say, I know you're good at sports, I, I know you love sports, but let's make sure we take care of the academics because that's what will take you farther in life. And I'm really grateful that he instilled those things in me because I went on to get my degree and have had a, sex, a successful career because of that, he was, he was the guide to making sure that I took care of my scholastics. And at what age did you realize, you know, what you had in, in your dad? Really early, actually. I, I didn't love it because I was a teenager and I wanted to press against him and make life difficult at times. He, we call him Atticus Finch from To Kill a <laughs> Mockingbird. He, he looks like him. He talks like him. His mannerisms are like him. It is really hard to get into disagreeing with my dad because he's so even-tempered and respectful. And one of the things he taught me uh, very early after my mom passed away is if you carry yourself in a way that never disrespects our family name, you'll always be in good standing with me. If you disrespect our family name, you'll have a problem with me. And he had worked really hard to establish his name and respect for his parents. And he wanted to pass respect down to me. 
And I, I tried to do uh, as much as I could to respect his name, although I was a high school kid and got in trouble here and there. But for the most part, I kept that in my mind to respect his last name. Now, you had mentioned your dad, your, your stepdad's focus on your education and how that, uh, you know, kind of steered you toward your career. Uh, you're in Utah. I'm in Florida. Stacy's in Texas. I am not familiar with Gab Wireless. Tell me about your company. Yeah, thank you. Very simply put, we are safe tech for kids. So we have a phone and a couple of watches right now. And the intent of our product is to allow parents to stay connected to their kids. I'll use my daughter as an example. I've got a 10-year-old and she's everywhere. She's at dance. Uh, she's at friends' houses. She's at the swimming pool in the summer. She's so active. It's really stuff to, uh, tough to keep track of where she's at. And with a Gab watch and phone, I can stay connected to her. We can have open dialogue on, on where she's at or where she's going, but it doesn't have the internet. It doesn't have social media and it doesn't have games. So I don't have to worry that while she's away from us as parents, that she's into something that could get her in trouble digitally. So it's a great communication tool without all the hassles of everything that the internet brings to kids when they're just too young, frankly, to have a smartphone. Nate, I can't tell you how eerie this is for me. You know, God sends people into your life at, at a time when you need them. Uh, it sounds like the technology that you have is exactly what I need. And, you know, Stacy and I talk about how my, my personal life kind of plays out on the show all the time. And right. I didn't tell her about this, but I have a challenge in my family right now with my eight-year-old daughter who my ex-wife gave her an iPhone and she's already gotten in trouble with the iPhone texting something to a classmate. And it's kind of a serious situation. I don't want to get into the details, but she, you know, she was trying to be funny and texted something to a friend that was completely inappropriate. And now we're trying to uh, figure out how to resolve this. And, and I, you know, an hour ago, I was on the phone with my ex-wife talking to her about this. And I said, look, I'm not opposed to Elise having a cell phone, but I'm going to go buy her uh, a prepaid dumb phone that isn't connected to the internet, a flip phone, so she can call you and she can call me. And I said, you know, clearly you have to agree with me that an eight-year-old girl does not need to be able to text with her friends. Uh, you know, what, what technologies does, do these phones have that a typical cell phone doesn't have? So it's just locking them down with our software. So we have, we have a gab platform. So we don't allow outside apps. It's not like your kid has, well, first of all, Daryl, I'll tell you, I'm, I'm sorry you're in that situation. I, I should say that first. I've been there as a parent. One of the biggest mistakes I've made as a parent is I gave my oldest daughter, who's now in college, an iPhone too soon. And what my daughter or what my wife and I assumed is that we had a great relationship with her and we trusted her and she had a great relationship with us. And so if we just put the quote unquote parental controls on it, it would allow her to be safe, but allow us to communicate. Well, what you don't realize as a parent is as soon as you give your kid a smartphone, it's like pushing them in the deep end without a life jacket. They don't know how to swim. It's tech that's so far over their head that they don't need, but they want to learn how to use it. And they have friends that know how to use it. And before you know it, that circle of friends that they have are breaking the trust that you have with your kid. So the same thing happened to my 10 year old. I gave her a, a, a smartphone way too soon. And in a matter of weeks, her innocence was taken away. 
And when I saw what was being sent back and forth on her phone, I, it crushed me as a parent. I couldn't believe that I let it happen. So what we've done is create a platform, um, a, a Gab platform that doesn't allow those apps. You, you can't put the app store on our phone. So your kid isn't secretly downloading Instagram or TikTok or pick all the other apps. You know, exactly, you know exactly what's on the phone. And with an app on your phone, you can track and see what's going on and know who her contacts are. So it's a, you know, some would say, well, that's, that's a helicopter parent. At eight years old, you should be involved in your kid's life. You should Absolutely. Exactly I could not agree life. with you more. So that's what we've done is we've created a, a safe tech platform for kids with a phone and a watch. We'll be adding other features, products, and services over time. We've got um, several tens of thousands of customers now, and it's, it's very clear that parents are looking for a solution, especially with everything going on with social media. Now, does this have, uh, I don't want to say GPS capabilities, but I mean, can you track your child's location with oh, one of these phones or watches? Absolutely. With both phone and watch, it has GPS. You know exactly where your kid's at. You can also set up safe zones. So my daughter loves the Gab watch. We have a safe zone in our neighborhood. If she's in that safe zone, it doesn't alert me. As soon as she steps outside of the safe zone, I get a message to my phone that says, your daughter's left the safe zone. So I can set up a, a zone that lets her go play in the neighborhood, have her freedom. She and I have trust. She can go out and have a great time and not feel like she's being watched over. But if she steps outside of it for any reason, I get a notification that lets me know. And there's several other features, but with being able to talk and text back and forth with your kid, knowing where they're at and having peace of mind that they're not doing something digitally on the internet that's getting them in trouble or taking away their innocence, it is the perfect solution for the safe step into tech for kids. I'm I'm beside myself. I mean, Stacy, normally you and I talk about this before the show, and I'll say, "Hey, this is what I have going on." But I mean, this happened today, and and here you are, the CEO of this company. I'm gonna I'm gonna buy one of these phones tomorrow. Well, I may know somebody that can get you taken care of, so you don't have to worry about it. Well, get <laughs> well that would that would be lunch. that would be tremendous. Thank you so much. Uh, and, and I'm I'm like I'm sorry. I'm just kind of shocked by this because, like I said, oh, that's this is something that's in my life today. And it just happened. And I'm like wondering what the solution is. I'm going to go to Walmart and buy a track phone. And here, here is this. Yeah. So here's the other challenge is every parent is facing what you're facing. If it's not today, it's tomorrow. And if it's not tomorrow, it's probably last week. And so what happened is there was a smartphone and then there was a flip phone and there was nothing in between. Well, if your kid has a flip phone and they go to elementary school or junior high or high school, they're going to get made fun of. Now you got your kid getting bullied for having a flip phone or a quote unquote burner phone that doesn't look like everybody else's. And as safe as it may be from the tech perspective, your kid has to explain why they're the only one in the room that doesn't have the product that looks like everybody else. So we've developed our product to look like a smartphone, same size, same, same everything, but it has a different operating system so your kid can be safe. I just sold me. I, I, I think this is amazing. This is exactly what, what I need. I'm sure many of our viewers and listeners need the same technology. I remember these battles. Now, I, 
Nate, I, I don't remember if I told you, but my son is 21 now. He lives in mm-hmm. Kauai. No, he doesn't live in Kauai. He lives in Hilo. He's going to the University of Hawaii. Recently married his high school girlfriend, and they're forging their way in Hawaii. And um, he was in uh, musical theater. And so there was all, as a single parent, you know, you have to have a village. And uh, so there were always different people picking him up from school, taking him from there to the theater. And then I would be working till six or seven at night, like, you know, a lot of people, I guess, do. And by the time I got to him, he had probably changed hands four or five times (laughs) walking to like different restaurants or places to go with his friends after practice. And it was, it was, uh, it was unsettling. So, you know, I, I did, I gave him an iPhone. I made sure we were connected on text and we shared music and contacts and things like that. But there was, there was this whole other conversation going on in other social media platforms that I, you know, later, you know, it ended up blowing up on us. And we, it was, it was a long time to recover uh, from that. And I I know his life would have been different. um, And those situations would have been different had that door never been opened, you know. Um, Of course, now he's a young man and he'd probably like, mom, yeah, you totally are a helicopter parent. (laughs) But, (laughs) you know, I think this is awesome, especially, you know, for students uh, who are, you know, in theater arts or like you were saying in sports and they have different people that they they go with, you know, and um, they need to be able to communicate. And so this is huge. I'm so excited. Yeah, it's um, the more active your kid is, the more they interact with different people and you don't know all those people. Right. So we are not naive enough to think that your kids shouldn't experience tech and they shouldn't interact with other people. And we don't want um, a young adult who goes from high school to college and has never interacted with social media all and then is overwhelmed by everything when they get into the real world. We're not trying to create helicopter situations. We're not trying to create overbearing parents. We just want to help parents and kids realize that they're safe steps into tech and an eight-year-old or a nine-year-old with a smartphone is not a safe step into tech it's a ticking time bomb and it's pushing your kid in the deep end and saying swim without swim lessons no one would do that no one would take your kid to a pool that doesn't know how to swim push him in the deep end and say good luck but that's what we're doing with smartphones we're walking them to the end of the diving board and we're pushing them off and we're saying survive And the majority of kids don't survive because they're overwhelmed with what happens on those devices. They have access to everything in the world and anybody at any point can get in touch with them. It's completely overwhelming for these kids and not fair. They're losing every single battle with these smartphones. Well, I want to take the conversation into just another uh, little little area because you yourself are such an inspiration having grown up in a single parent household and always been so active. Um, one of the messages that I've always wanted to bring to single parents and their children is, you know, that uh, being a single parent or being the child of a single parent doesn't mean that you're broken. 
And I always talk about what heroes the children of single parents are because they usually have more responsibility and a lot more different variables to deal with. And um, a lot of that skill that comes from being the child in a single family household really uh, can be a launch pad for leadership and, and career success. And I wanted to ask you, you know, maybe could you describe a little bit of what you went through in your home with your family dynamics and how you feel like that may have prepared you for now being promoted to CEO of Gab Wireless? Sure, that's such a good question, Stacey, because I, I thought a lot about it. I learned hard work from my hardworking mom. I didn't learn it from anybody else. I learned it from my mom. I watched her go through a divorce and I watched her dig in and do whatever she had to do to take care of her kids. I will never forget watching my mom go to work, come home late at night, make us dinner, read us stories. I learned hard work from my mom. I'm sure she was down. I'm sure she felt broken, but she did whatever she had to do. So I learned hard work from my mom, from my dad, my, my stepdad, I get torn because when I say my dad, I, I don't have a relationship with my biological dad. He left. So when I say my dad, it's my second dad, who was my stepdad and adopted me, who's, who's now my dad. He taught me no excuses. He said, you can lay in your room and come up with all the excuses in the world why you shouldn't be successful. Your biological dad left you. Your mom died in a car accident. You have every excuse in the world to be mediocre. If that's what you want to do, go do it. But if you want to be something that your mom would want you to be and something that I can think that I think you would be, dig in. Prove everyone wrong and go be the absolute best you. And so I just never let it I never allowed it to be an excuse. And and because my dad taught me that in business, it's translated for my mom. I learned hard work and for my dad, no excuses, no excuses. Just make it happen. Build great teams, treat your employees with respect, be transparent and honest, give them every opportunity in the world to succeed. And as a company, you'll win if you take care of your customers. I learned that from my dad. So I, I actually feel like I, while I know I am who I am today as a as a leader and a colleague and a business professional because of my single parent upbringing. Wow, that's so inspirational, Nate. And it's so true. It's so true. These uh, families that we we get to share uh, life with out there are uh, really you know often carrying the broken badge around and i really i want to stand up with you and daryl and everybody and say you know what look at look at who you are and who you're becoming because you are in this incredible balancing act but it it pays off in spades down the road when it's time for you to do professional development and and grow into your own career you know some of the best employees that I've had, some of the best teammates have been single parents because they know how to manage their time. They know how to communicate. They know how to move through a day much more. They don't waste time. And they know they got to get everything out of their work day because when they go home, they have a second job. 
when they go home, they are the CEO of their family and they've got to take care of their kid or kids. And so I have, have always um, really enjoyed working with single parents and have thought they added all the value and all the talent as anybody else in the organization because they know how to manage their lives. So while they may be feeling broken or down, I've had single parent colleagues deliver over and over and over again with some amazing work and ideas and just the overall uh, value that they bring to the culture of a team because they're so well-rounded in how they manage their schedule and their time. Well, that's a great endorsement. Thank you for, for answering that question. I guess uh, the next uh, thing I would be interested in, in maybe you speaking to, and Daryl, you can chime in here too, but um, you know, if you had a word of wisdom for a group of young adults out there growing up in single parent homes, do you, do you think about uh, what your message to them may be? Find a mentor. I have had, so, so my parents were amazing and I give so much credit to them. My career opportunities and, and even in college, I was not afraid to ask for help. And I think when you grow up as a single parent kid, and you start to head out into college and the real world to look for your job. It's easy to take on this underdog. I'm going to do it myself. I'll take on the world. I'll, I'll prove everyone wrong. Yep. And I did that for a while and it, I didn't get that far. And so what I, what I took on or the mentality I, I tried to create was I'm not going to make any excuses, but I'm also not going to be afraid to ask. And so I would go to professors and I would say, I didn't tell them I was from a single parent home, but I would say, I have aspirations to work in sports. I want to be a marketing leader with a major company like Nike or Callaway Golf. What does it take to get there? And I would have professors say, you got to be an amazing writer. You got to be a logical thinker. And, and so I, I learned the type of skills that I would probably need professionally from professors because I spent time I asked. And then when I got my first job, I didn't look at my boss as a boss. I looked at him as a mentor and I would ask questions beyond the job. How did you get in your current role? How did you decide which company to work for? What are your goals five and 10 years from now? And, and how are you planning to get there? And in every step of my career, I have had unbelievable mentors, but if you don't ask mentors, don't just come out of nowhere. Some, somebody does not walk up to you on the street as a youth that grew up in a single parent home and say, can I mentor you? It just doesn't happen. But if you walk up and ask and you're humble enough to say, I'd love to learn from you, I've never had anybody turn me down. So I have a Rolodex of mentors that have impacted my life through the course of my career. And I still stay in touch with the majority of them. So I would, to summarize the question, ask for help, find mentors, be humble and learn from them. Don't take it all on your own because the underdog do it myself mentality is it wears you out and it's really tough to maintain. It is. It's and you know one of the things that I often talk about as it relates to career success as a single parent um, is you know always being transparent because. Um, you know, usually if you have that kind of relationship with a manager or a peer or 
a mentor within your company or your school, oftentimes we're dealing with schedule conflicts and things where we can't be that, you know, two or three places at the same time. And so needing to be flexible, the need for being flexible kind of balances a lot with the opportunity to be transparent and maybe a little overly communicative so that those around you know what you're dealing with and can help create that unique path to success. Um, I'll never forget being, you know, uh, tied at the hip with one of my directors of sales. And, you know, I would be needing to take my son to the doctor or wherever he needed to go. And it was kind of before this laptop lifestyle that we have now where we can, you know, as a result of, of certainly the pandemic, but even maybe a little bit before that, where we would unplug and we would, you know, work from wherever we were. Uh, that wasn't the norm. The norm was you come in at eight, you, you know, you go and you do your job and then you report back in by five and then you get to, you know, get the hour and a half or two hour drive back home during drive time, you know. And um, if I didn't follow that pattern or couldn't follow that pattern, it was seen as a failure, even though um, I was probably, like you said, working harder and longer than than many of my peers. Um, do you do you as a manager uh, have any recommendations for parents kind of juggling that today? Uh you know, with accountability and transparency and, and what as a manager do you, makes you feel really great about a uh, single parent in the workplace? Transparent conversations up front are so important. When somebody starts, you, you can't in an interview ask a lot of questions. So you don't know coming in, having an employee join your your team, or your company, what their background often is. And so um, although I would never ask, are you single or married? Are you, do you have kids or no kids? <laughs> yeah. When someone fairly early in our working relationship can say, just so you're aware, I'm a single parent and I have one child at home that I take care of. And there are days where I'll need some flexibility. I promise you that I will always get my work done. I will be one of the best teammates and employees that you have on your team. If you'll be open to being flexible with me. In every situation, I will be flexible because I appreciate the honesty and the transparency to understand your situation. And I want you to bring your best self to work. So why would I not want to be supportive of you being your best self? And that's being the best parent you can be. Now, not, not all managers or leaders may be that way, but I think if we encourage single parents to be more transparent in some of these conversations, they will be given more opportunities for flexibility. Well, that's that's huge, and that's that's very very good of you, and and of many others who are are following along with that. Um, it was, I guess, one of the statistics I studied is uh, one in three kids are being raised in a single parent home in Texas, one in four in the U.S., and uh, so it's not really a small part of the population. Uh, that we're talking about. It's a very large part. And um, so thank you and kudos to you and your team for creating that opportunity. It's really huge. Daryl, what do you want to ask Nate before we move on? I, this has all been so good and, and you know inspirational to say the least, but uh, let's talk about how Gab Wireless is working with Single Parent Advocate to help families there in the Dallas area. 
Yeah. So Stacy and I connected maybe a, a month ago. I don't even know if it's been a month. I put out a post on LinkedIn and I said, I'm looking to help college students from single parent homes. I'd like to, to mentor and help once a week. And I was looking to pull a group of um, college students together so that I could have, you know, 10 to 12 in the conversation. And Stacy, uh, her friend Hillary, connected to Single Parent Advocate, reached out, made a comment on the post and said, we'd love to help in some way. Either help you find college students or just support what you're doing. And less than a month later, uh, Stacy and I have had multiple conversations. I took her name to our executive team um, and we were, we were considering um, giving donations for the holidays. And we selected Single Parent Advocate for this holiday. So we are going to be giving Stacy and her team $10,000 to help with Thanksgiving meals and holiday gifts. Stacey, I'll let you share anything else that comes to mind, but that's, that's how we got connected 30 days. And here we are in a podcast, $10,000 for single parents. We're going to help with Thanksgiving and Christmas together. It's just awesome. It's just an answer to prayer. You know, at, when, when, um, I connected with Nate the first time, Daryl. It was um, just like it is today. He's very, very authentic and kind and, uh, you know, uh, grateful for the work that we're all doing to try to, you know, fill the gap in the lives of families that come our way. And so uh, we're going to take all of that uh, support and we're going to put it to work and we're so grateful and excited about it. And so there's a lot of times when uh, companies can come alongside with volunteer power or come alongside with, um, you know, sometimes organizational or help do heavy lifting, you know, for us. Um, and I think for me, it feels like a strong validation that I'm headed in a meaningful direction for the people that my heart um, really glows for if you will and so thank you it's it's really gonna help a lot so we're already checking our list and making it twice and taking surveys from the families there's 105 of them that are 106 because i got a new request today but uh we'll be coming alongside them and then there's over 350 children that uh, and teens that will need support and uh, so it's gonna be huge and we're gonna we're going to make much of it. I wish life. my mom would have had access to an amazing person like you. She was, she was all on her own and her parents helped, but she was all on her own. And I wish she would have had an advocate group that cared about her and knew what she was going through. So I have so much love and appreciation for you for helping people. Thank you. Thank you very much. I, you know, this is just a, a perfect example of why I, I love being a very small part of this project. You know, Stacy and I connected. I was looking for a guest for my podcast, Not in the Mood with Daryl Moody, where I basically talked about the trials of being a single parent. And that's how that's how this all came to be. But, you know, Stacy and I talk about this all the time, about how we want this show to be a resource to the folks who find it online and listen to it. And it's just, it's amazing to watch this unfold in real time. 
And well, usually Stacy's the one who gets choked up. <laughs> I um, I think that uh, the message here uh, for anybody who's listening or watching is you are not alone. We are not alone. And um, we have to, to hold up our hand. You know, that's the first big step is I'm willing to be authentic. I'm willing to connect and I'm willing to say I'm, I'm a little different or I need a little help. And there's somebody that's going to reach back. And it's scary to say I'm a, I, I have a, a need, if you will, or a, a special situation. But the truth is we're a very single parents are a very, very big part of the population. And in order for our children to succeed, and I would argue in order for our workforce to to succeed, our workforce needs our single parents to have a path to success. And Nate and Gab Wireless, I can see that you guys are on the forefront of that, and it's it's inspiring, and it makes me feel so good. and And thank you. Well, even you, even sir. more than financial support and 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 organizations like yours, like this, the the products that you have here at Gab Wireless can give parents peace of mind. And there's you can't put a dollar value on that. Yeah, single parent, they we they already have so much to worry about. Their day is filled with worry. Where is my kid? Are they taken care of? Are they fed? Are they safe? And so we want to be, we want to play a small part in taking that worry off of their mind and give them peace of mind and being able to stay connected to their kids. Stacy, I'd add really quick to what you shared. You are not weak if you ask for help. You're not weak. You're strong because you care enough to ask. If we could just shift that mentality with single parents, you are not weak. If you ask for help, you're strong because you cared to ask. In every situation, even over the last couple of months as I've been helping students from single parent homes, if these students ask, I will help every time. If they don't ask, I don't know. Asking is a massive step. And I think we're so reserved to ask because it's a sign of weakness. Asking is strong. I'm just kind of beside myself with the way this whole show has unfolded today. It's just been amazing to, to be a part of. And, and Nate, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for doing what you do. Thank you for helping to support Stacy and Single Parent Advocate. Uh, Stacy, what else you got? Well, Nate, what I wanted to do is highlight just a little bit, and I, maybe since this is all uh, live right now, um, would you like to tell everyone um, the dates um, and the promotion that's coming up for single parents and um, what Gab Wireless is doing even further? Sure. Thank you. So today is November 1st. In two days, Wednesday, November 3rd, we are going to give away 2,500 phones. And we want those to go to single parents. So from 10 a.m. to 12 noon mountain time. So in Texas, it would be central. Uh, so what would that be? Uh, if it's 10 to 12 here, it's 11 to 1 central. You can go on gabwireless.com. And when you select to purchase a phone as a single parent, you'll be able to take that phone during that two hours and check out of the shopping cart and it will be free. There is a monthly service associated, just like any cell phone plan, with uh, receiving that phone that you'll, you'll pick and sign up for, but you'll receive the device for free. 
the device full price is $99.99. So we're essentially giving away um, 2,500 of them at a hundred bucks a piece or $250,000 worth of phones. The hope and goal with that is to give parents, single parents, a chance to kickstart their holidays with a gift that they can share with their child and coming out of the holidays, have a better way to stay connected and communicate with their kids. So it's, it's pretty simple. No other details than that. This coming Wednesday, two hour window, gabwireless.com, select a phone. It'll check you out for free and you'll, you'll be on your, your gab safe tech protected way. Well, that's, that's huge. Awesome. That is giant, and everybody's going to be so grateful. So, Nate, thank you very much for who you are, who you've become. And um, please just know um, we really, really are super grateful and excited, and we appreciate your message very, very much. Thank you, Stacy. Appreciate you. And, Daryl, thank you for taking the time again. Thanks for coming on the show. That's all we got for you this week, folks. Remember, log on to say, uh, singleparentadvocate.org. Again, a special thanks to Nate Randall, CEO of Gab Wireless. Their website is gabwireless.com. Uh, we ask you to follow uh, Stacey and Single Parent Advocate on all the social media channels, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that. And uh, we'll, have you, we'll talk to you next week with our next show. Bye, everybody. Thanks, Take care. See ya.